butt fart. Butt fart. Testing. Testing. Hey, alright. Let's do this thing. And we are back, motherfuckers. I know it's been a minute since I have done this. I hope you all know that I still love the show. I love all of you. I love spreading my opinions and propaganda. At the same time, life has kind of gotten too much for me lately, but we'll talk about that in a minute. First off, welcome to a very, very special episode of Red Leg Revolution. I am Comeback Dubs, because I have came back just like our Lord and Savior. Besides being a long-haired hippie activist carpenter who hangs with sex workers and feeds the poor, but not in a sacrilegious way subtle Simpsons reference for my older listeners. So yeah, we are back. Our very special episode and very special topic for the day is um, tenant rights. And we will get into that in just a minute. I kind of just want to update everybody, you know, what's been going on in my life and why this kind of dropped by the uh, wayside for a minute. So I've obviously been taking a hiatus for more or less the past six months, and part of that was necessity, part of it was just me having an issue getting back into it. The last episode I recorded was with a friend of mine who, throughout the recording, I uh, constantly used their name, and after the fact, they told me that was probably not a good idea because they were starting a new business. So I had to go back and try to bleep all that out. And at first, I was having pretty good success. And then at one point, when I was about three quarters of the way through, my computer crashed, which really kind of sucked the steam out of my efforts and honestly kind of unreasonably pissed me off. So I was like, fuck the show. I'll do it when I'm ready. And, you know, here I am finally. (laughs) Also, I have uh, my partner and I moved in together. And part of that, because I do live in a relatively small place, was my studio has always been out in our living room. And it makes it pretty difficult to, you know, record when your partner's around. You don't want to be a dick and you know we we kind of hit the point where we realized that for me to start recording regularly uh, I needed to go ahead and set up in my bedroom which is where I currently am I think it's got good acoustics I'm pretty well set up here it's also a bit more comfortable and anyway after my computer crashed and I relocated in here I had been using our main TV as my tracking monitor, so I had to move in here, and I have an old monitor that I was going to go ahead and use. At this point, I do not have the proper monitor cable to (laughs) get it hooked up, so I've also had, you know, limited access to my good audio software. I'm going to go ahead and try to, you know, record this all now, and you know, editing be damned, as long as y'all can hear it and understand me, I'll probably just go ahead and release it until I get that cable and I can start doing my editing again. And I really feel like I'm 
getting better at it so hopefully as we go forward the audio quality will only get better on that same subject my partner loaned me a Taxam digital recorder and I've basically just now figured out how to utilize it you know using my equipment and that's that's pretty dope theoretically I have this recording with a backup recording and I'm constantly looking down to make sure they're both running so again audio quality I think that'll also allow me to produce this stuff a lot quicker once I get into it strictly because I have have backup copies and this is a better mixer than the one I was using so I'm pretty stoked and I hope you all are too I hope to have my backlog set up by at least the end of January so hopefully look for new episodes around that time I'm hoping next year no I'm manifesting it next year I'm going to do another whole season of like 23 episodes and I'm going to get into season four so if you're somebody I've talked to about guesting on this show I would love to hear from you slide in my dms uh, email me at redlegrevolution.com or sorry at go at gmail.com can't believe I flubbed that uh, I might flub more than a few things here number one I did not script this because it is a time sensitive thing and number two my birthday party is on Saturday and I've been spending a lot of time getting my house clean and stuff so you all are invited to my birthday party <laughs> you're welcome to <laughs> come from whatever far away place you are listening to shout out to my listeners in like Germany and Britain assuming I still have them but if I'm not releasing things I don't suspect people are unsubscribing another thing that's been kind of holding me up from working on this project uh, I've been really struggling with my mental health in the past six months regular listeners will know that I am diagnosed bipolar 1 uh, I've also got complex post-traumatic stress disorder and generalized anxiety disorder and ADHD so it's you know made it a struggle I was in therapy for the past couple years they recently had to temporarily temporarily let me out of their program I do have a follow-up visit with another community mental health center and it looks like I will be able to afford therapy so I'm pretty stoked about that and also I had a psychiatrist over the last year who was the worst psychiatrist I've ever had and was very much know-it-all and didn't want to actually medicate me for the anxiety and ADHD which is what brought us or brought me in in the first place so that also made it really difficult and about a month ago he I guess that guy was just an in uh, resident and so he went on to KU Med I highly recommend that if you're going to see a psychiatrist at KU Med um, hit me up I will tell you who it is but I don't want to get slapped with a possible defamination lawsuit although technically it's not defamination I believe if it's all true so yeah um, 
Yeah, so what I was saying was uh, just like a month ago, I got a brand new psychiatrist who is incredible. In our first meeting, I went off a little about how bad my previous doctor through that same program was. And she listened to me and was like, yeah, he does kind of suck. And I, I was like, yeah, these are the meds I used to be on that really worked. And she was like, all right, boom, done. Handle your shit, fam. So I'm very thankful to my new provider. I've been on the proper medication for the past month. I have noticed a very, very good improvement in all areas of my life. And I really feel that being on the proper ADHD meds is really helping. I would honestly say thank you to those because that's why I'm focused enough to go ahead and do this episode. And finally, the other thing that's really been kind of keeping me back from working on this creative project is about two months ago, I pulled up the manuscript for my second book about the Oregon Trail and reread it. And since it'd been a minute since I had worked on it, I grew fascinated with the story once again, and I had about half the book to write. And so I've really been focusing on writing that book and researching for that book rather than researching and writing for the show. Hence the reason I don't have a script. I knew I was going to do this show uh, this morning when I woke up. And even then, when I was writing, I was working on my book. I'm so close, y'all. I want to know what's happening to these characters. And I hope that when I get it finished and edited and released, that you all will check out my fiction work. If you like my voice, like, you know, writing voice, not necessarily my voice voice, although I assume y'all like my voice voice because you keep tuning in. But yeah, check out my book when it comes back or when it comes out. I would greatly appreciate that. And honestly, not to toot my own horn, but it's a pretty good story. So don't cheat yourself. All right. So that's that's my my personal life catch up. That's kind of where I'm at, where I've been, where I hope to go. The main reason that I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this show today is, like I said at the top of the episode, we have tenant stuff to talk about once again. So regular listeners will know about a year ago, one of our comrades managed to infiltrate a landlord group and was given administrator privileges. She promptly did good praxis and changed the name of the group, kicked out all the mods and admins, added a bunch of new admins, and we went to work. It was a glorious, glorious day in left-wing Facebook history. We posted about it in like a dozen groups and got an influx of renters, and then it spread semi-virally around left book and or yeah left book internet spaces so it went it grew real quick i looked at the numbers before doing this episode and we have doubled the original membership of landlords and we're about to break 10,000 members on that group so if you're not in that group that's tenants rights group and come join in the fun that's going to be our primarily serious activism-based group. So 
come on in, check that out. We might be able to help you. We're obviously not lawyers, but a lot of us have a lot of experience dealing with shitty landlords. So yeah, come in and join that. So yeah, about a year ago, we took that group over. That was December 10th, and it was awesome, right? We've had a great year, lots of new members, helped a lot of people, gotten a lot of really good uh, feedback from various people who utilized the advice they got on our website. And, you know, so that's cool. Anyway, yesterday, maybe the day before, it's been a long week already. Yeah. And, you know, in the next past day or two, one of our regular posting members posted in Tenants' Rights Group that they had been made an admin in another landlord group that was called something along the lines of Eviction Forum, a place for landlords to discuss evictions. So you know by that title, it wasn't just a like landlords trading, you know, trade secrets and stuff. It was literally about throwing poor people out of their home, and that's really fucked up especially with winter coming. So anyway, our boy Leo, shout out to Leo. If you're listening to this, you are a hero and you will be kept in, wait, history. There we go. I had to think of the lyrics to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to get that. But yeah, Leo, you are going down in our history, at least the people that are in the know, for pulling off another coup. That's right. Leo got admin privileges, and instead of locking down the group and stuff like Ashley did, he just came over and started advertising it, telling us to flood it, made the entire mod team of, or admin team of the tenants' rights group, admins of that group as well, um, as well as a few of our top contributors in tenants' rights group. So we all jumped over there and are starting to make it our own. Which again, cool as shit, yo. That is a holiday present. That is something from Santa in the bag. Speaking of Santa, check out our holiday episode last year when I interviewed him. It's pretty funny. But yeah, so now we have two groups that we are taking over or have taken over. And... We're not sure what we're doing with the second group or even what we're naming it at this point, but <laughs> it's within our clutches. The landlords don't have it anymore. We evicted those sons of bitches. And yeah, that's that's awesome. Let's go ahead and look at... Oh, wait, hold on. So yeah, what I wanted to go over next so y'all know why you should come join this group the way that we are taking over this group which is kind of similar to how we took over the other one is <laughs> we're all pretending to be landlords and posting the most asinine extreme things that we can post i've been posing as a legitimate landlord admin on that page and posting my own sarcastic and sat satirical thoughts and most of it's like i'm gonna kick you rentoids out this isn't your group this isn't your space so i've been doing my part 
and we have pretty much every new member doing theirs by posting like landlords. So I thought it might be fun to read some of these fake landlord posts and let them also live in history. So first one we're going to go with, uh, let's see, huh, here's a good one, nice and short and sweet. Can I evict my nine-month-old daughter? And let's see what else we got. Do, do, do. I mean, it's again, I didn't script this, so I'm kind of just like scrolling and seeing what I can do. Oh, can I evict my landlord? That's a good one. <laughs> Here's another good one. My tenant keeps complaining about my no doors on your apartment rule. How do I retaliate? Another one. What's your favorite way to ruin the lives of human beings? Hello, fellow lords. My tenant recently had a baby, and the baby isn't on the lease. The lease clearly states that there's no roommates allowed. Should I evict? My tenant is threatening to sue because I haven't fixed the heat and is claiming it's nearly the middle of December. Anyone with experience know any way around this? It wasn't an issue over the summer. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Do one or two more, and then... We'll go ahead and move into some more serious stuff. Ooh, hi. I recently became a landlord and found out my tenant is a Swifty. I want to evict her solely because I think they are annoying. Legal routes to this? Oh, one more. Last one. Because this one cracked me up. I found out my renters washed cast iron pans with soap. Is this grounds for an eviction? My response to that particular one was, yes, this should be in every lease. If they don't take care of their cast iron, why would they take care of your house? So it's been a lot of fun. I imagine that after we've succeeded in <clears throat> locking down the group and kind of the modmen team getting together and figuring out what we're doing with it, we'll obviously stop doing that. I mean, maybe occasionally because it's funny, but it's generally going to be another, like, more serious group. Not serious, it might end up being our, our meme group while Tenants' Rights is our actual activism group. So we'll see, but right now, jump on there as soon as you can and start scrolling the posts because they're fucking hilarious. If holiday depression is getting you down, <laughs> that will be a, a great, great way to get a bunch of dopamine. So yeah, the more serious stuff. Again, um, I'm really regretful that I didn't have a chance to write a script, or I guess more accurately, hyper-focused on another project. So I'm going to go ahead and try to wing it. I do have a bunch of notes pulled up, so and a bunch of news articles and stuff. So I am going to go ahead and get on that. So first off, let's talk about rent increases. We've, for a myriad of reasons, Rents have increased exponentially post-pandemic, especially the past year. And given the fact that wages are still stagnating, that's a really bad getting ground between two stones. So this is from ksn.com, and it was published four months ago. I don't know why you wouldn't just put the damn date, but whatever. So... Quote, 
Among the top 10 states which have seen the largest rent increases of the year are Kansas at number 10 with 2.5 increase, Iowa at number 8 with 2.6, Indiana number 7, 2.8, Wisconsin number 5 at 3.2, and Illinois number 4 at 3.4. The number one spot goes to North Dakota which has seen a 7% average increase in rent so far this year. End quote. So this is a nationwide problem. <clears throat> and I think we all know that. We know that as renters. The media knows it. That's why they keep writing articles about it. And most importantly, the landlords know it. They know that now is the time to really squeeze the stone and hope blood comes out because housing is a human right. What are we going to do without housing? Die? They have us bent over a barrel. They, they're blackmailing us to such an extent that there's not a whole lot that we can do individually in terms of finding a place. <clears throat> I actually have a really good comrade who is actually like my little mentee in activism who tried to buy a house this year. Despite all their income and all their savings, they were told that because they hadn't been in their job long enough that they were not going to qualify for a home loan. Or wait, I think they were going to qualify and then like the, the banks were like, nah, you need to be at your job longer. So they weren't able to move and I think a few of their potential houses fell through and so they needed to you know, find a home, and they started looking at renting and ran into a lot of the same problems as buying places, not wanting to give them uh, a shot because one of them is disabled and has a hard time working. So it doesn't count for income. I don't, a disability does, but it's so little, which is, you know, a whole new, whole nother show. Maybe we'll cover that in the next season. So they've been having a really hard time finding a place, and this is especially difficult for them because they are moving across country. They finally found a place today. Literally this morning, they messaged me and were like, we got approved, and I am overjoyful for them. I'm makes me so happy to know that a good friend of mine will have a secure roof over their head and not be playing this bullshit game of trying to find a place that doesn't even want them and yeah that yeah so things are things are you know doable and stuff so let's go back to the uh, article I was reading quote now that growth is tapering off partly due to the completion of apartments that underwent construction during the COVID-19 pandemic through 2024 about 1 million multifamily rental units should hit the market Apartment List's chief economist, Igor Popov, told the Washington Post, which may help some of the demand. However, rents are still rising and generally remain high, creating affordability issues in many parts of the country as inflation and the end of pandemic eviction protections continue to drag on renters' budgets. End quote. Yeah. I noticed that my state is on the list of the massive rent increases. I am not at all surprised. I re-signed my lease back in July after 
Oh my god, it was such a struggle to get my lease signed after being a, um, I guess, quote-unquote, good tenant in terms of payment. I didn't have a single late payment until last summer. Work had I had a lot of good jobs lined up, but due to the inflation, they a lot of them had to get postponed. So I was late on rent for like two months before I was due to re-sign. And my landlord initially was like, I am not going to re-sign with you because you've been late twice. Out of two years, late twice. And so I started negotiating and trying to make her see that I'm I'm capable of, of doing this. And yeah, if it's late, you still got bullshit late fees. So you're literally making extra money on top of the bullshit rent. When I signed that lease, she finally gave up when I, or let me do it, when I pointed out that my partner was going to move in, my partner was about to start a real good job, we would definitely have the ability to pay on time. She finally broke and we got to sign the lease. And when we did, my rent alone went up 7%. My water bill that the landlord paid went up $40 from 75 to 105 Wait, yeah, $30, not 40 um, With my partner moving in and bringing her cats, my landlord also insisted on an extra pet fee, or, uh, yeah, pet fee up front, and tacked on another, twice as much pet rent as I had been paying. It jumped from... $50 to 100 I believe, and so overall, it just, it skyrocketed. I need a home, just like everybody. I have my own particular needs when it comes to what type of home that I look for. I prefer to have a yard. I prefer to be in a place where my kids can run around and make friends. I prefer to have a decent kitchen and really that's that's about it. The, the selling places on this place when I walked it through, you know, two and a half years ago was the fact that A, it had a gas stove and B, it had a screened in porch. And my kitties need to have the outdoor time. So it brought me in and I really, you know, enjoy living here outside of dealing with the landlord. Okay, so now we're going to go to Nerd Wallet to talk a bit more about those rental increases. So, quote, more than 35 years of house, 35 years, that is not the quote. The quote is, more than 35% of households in the United States rent homes, according to a 2017 through 2021 data from the U.S. Census Bureau. Over the last few years, it's become more expensive than ever to rent. Since the beginning of the pandemic, rents have increased 29.4% overall, according to the real estate website Zillow. For single-family homes, the increase since the start of the pandemic has been much higher, 35.7%. For multifamily homes, rent grew 23.3%. End quote. So, yeah, I... I don't need to harp on this too much. Y'all can easily realize and know from your own personal experiences that, again, we are we are getting blood dry. I don't know if that's them trying to recover lost income from during the pandemic or if it's just price gouging, pure and simple. 
little side note, we get we have laws against price gouging things like water and food during natural disasters. It is oh shit. Is this still running? Hold on, I gotta check my uh recorder on my phone and make sure this is still running. Okay, cool. My screen just shut off. So as I was saying, we we've all experienced this and I don't know if landlords are just doing bullshit. I assume they are. It's capitalism. If it's not growing exponentially, it's a failure. If you made 20% increase last year, you have to make 21 this year, or technically you're losing in capitalism, which is why it's a horrible unethical system. It's inequitable. It promotes not competition, like they said, nor innovation. It promotes conglomerates and the commodification of all aspects of our life, from social media to housing to energy, food, gas, entertainment, it's all over the place. But I need to not go down that rabbit hole because that's what the past like 53 episodes have been about. And if you're a new listener, yeah, pick and choose, but might find some, some good ones in there. So, the next thing I wanted to drop on y'all is a quote from, insofar as I can like and endorse stuff the Democrats say, this one's pretty cool, and it's also from Cori Bush, who, as I hope we all know, is a badass, so respect to her. Quote, housing is a human right, not a bargaining chip to let fall between bureaucratic cracks. And then there's a line from Matthew Desmond, who says, quote, We can start with housing, the sturdiest foothold for economic mobility. A national affording housing program would be an anti-poverty effort, human capital investment, community improvement plan, and public health initiative all rolled into one. End quote. Now, I might be talking out of my ass here, but my personal view is that basic necessities in 2023 should be human rights. We should have a right to housing. We should have a right to food. We should have a right to health care. We should have a right to education as much as we, need, we deserve a right to safety and non-discrimination and freedom. And some of my I guess different political theory on the left people may or may not have things to say about the freedom part, but again, not not in the scope of this show. Everything that we need to exist as humans, not exist comfortably necessarily, although I'm going to talk about that in another show, but to exist, just to live, to be on this planet, to be a productive member of our society, to not drain resources needlessly, then we should be able to access it. For example, when we're talking about housing, if your housing is not protected and you have a few bad months like I did and you get thrown out of your your housing situation, now you're a quote-unquote drain. And I use that strictly in like a mathematical sense because I that don't have a good synonym lined up. And again, no script. Your 
housing issues affect society in the greater way. By being houseless, you have a hard time finding a new job. By being houseless, if you have kids, you're going to be, get like CPS called on you because you're not able to provide the safety and security that the law says you should be able to. It's a public health issue. Obviously, if you're sleeping outside, you probably are getting your health issues that already existed exacerbated as well as new ones from that exposure. Further, if you're already houseless, you probably have a hard time getting regular health care. If you can't afford one, you probably can't afford the other. I've been in that position for quite a while where I could afford rent, but that didn't allow me enough to, as an uninsured contractor, go to the doctor. If it wasn't for my local community health center, I would probably still have these two spots on my legs and be questioning whether or not they're cancer. They're not, thank God, as well as various other health issues that I have been working around. So there's a lot of, a lot of ways that just getting evicted damages our ability to be a well-oiled machine as a society. To wrap up the part about housing being a human right, I'm going to an article on Bloomberg.com. Before I start this, I want to make it clear that I think all presidents since the United States was founded are immoral war criminals, but only one of them has spent their time out of office trying to atone for that. Yep, talking about our boy Jimmy Carter. He's spent pretty much all his time since he left the White House dedicating it to not only Habitat for Humanity, but advocating for housing. So this article on Bloomberg.com is called Why Jimmy Carter Believes Housing is a Basic Human Right by Richard Florida Nice, July 27th, 2017. Quote, A lot of people don't look at housing as a human right, but it is. That's what former President Jimmy Carter told me when I spoke with him from the site of his latest Carter Work Project site in Edmonton, California. Shout out to the California homies. Quote, to have a decent place to live is a basic human right, and also to have a chance to live in peace and to have adequate health care and adequate education so you can take advantage of your talents. Carter's belief in housing as a fundamental right is rare in the United States, which provides so little support for affordable housing compared to other advanced industrialized nations. Analogous to the political right of freedom of speech or religion, the notion of an economic right to housing is not recognized in the U.S. Constitution, but it is by the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and other international covenants. End quote. I, th I think that's all I need to, to really say of not beat a dead horse. Plus, I think all my listeners already believe that and don't need further convincing. I think that's about the serious part that I have. I'm pretty sure if I pulled up some other articles, I would have quite a bit more to say. But I think we're, we're pretty much done with the serious part. 
plus I my phone's been blowing up since I started this because of the whole adminning to groups that are growing every day. I think how I want to close out this episode to keep everybody in a holly jolly light spirit is to go ahead and read a few more of these hilarious faking as landlord posts. So here's one. Help, please. When I rented out my unit, the listed stated that the tenant must have a monthly earning three times rent, which is pretty standard. Well, I'm renting this place for only 2200 a month, and their income was 7000 a month. Well, I was just informed that he got a big promotion at work. How can I make sure I'm still getting a third of his income? He shouldn't get to short me out of what I deserve. And another one. I have a property infested in rats. The tenants are complaining about all the damage to their belongings, but the rats started paying the market value and pay more than the tenant. Could I evict the tenant to then resign, re-sign a lease with the rats? Urgent. Need, need some real pro help here. Here's another one. Hey everyone, new member here. Could use some advice. My mortgage interest rate went up 2%, so I'm doubling my tenant's rate to cover it. Plus a little extra for me, haha. But now they're taking me to some tribunal because I apparently I have to give them 60 days notice of rent increases or some shit. Says who? Is this grounds to get them evicted, do you reckon? Or should I try to get them blamed for the aircon that's been break- broken for the past three years? Uh, sorry, side note. This, As an American, I don't know what an aircon is, except a inversal of the masterpiece Nick Cage movie from the 90s, Con Air. Okay, and finally our last one, which made me laugh out loud when I read it. Can I evict my tenant because it irks me that they are having segs inside my property? That... <laughs> If you listen to my last episode about landlords, again, a year ago, about this time, I you'll hear about my story about my landlord illegally entering my apartment because I was indeed having SEGS and he didn't know the car that was parked out front on a public street, not even in the driveway. Had, yeah, that was asinine. I'm not going to go back over it. Yeah, that is, I think, what I got for our kind of holdover episode till I start getting the regular show done. I need to get out of here because apparently the maintenance guy is here to fix my oven, which I'm pretty stoked about. It's Christmas time. I want to be baking cookies. And speaking of landlords, my oven's been broken for like three weeks and we're just now getting it fixed. To be fair, she did actually replace my shitty dryer, which had been tearing up my clothes, but it took two and a half years to do that. I need to stop going down these rabbit holes. So yeah, that's that's the show. You can find us at Red Leg Revolution on Facebook, wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and like us and follow us and rate five stars, even if you don't think it's five stars. I'm telling you what to do. Yeah, I guess I'm getting a little Stalin there. Uh, we're also well. We did have an X account, but I think I shut it down when Musk took over. Uh, There is a Threads account, which I believe is Red Leg Pod. I'm going to try to start using it again. And Instagram, I think I have one. Don't use it very much, but 
as we start to get in the third season, I hope to use it more and have more ways to engage with you folks. Yeah, housing is a human right. We will never be able to change it without praxis, and part of that praxis is hijacking landlord groups and turning them into tenant groups. In order to do stuff like that, or form tenant unions, or do rent strikes, or lobby for tenant-friendly laws, we have to depend on everyone. After all, our only hope is each other. We're out. Fuck all land bastard piece of shit house hoarding shitheads. Wow, I did a double there. Deuces.